Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your amazing grace, your love and your mercy that so much bestows upon your church and upon your people. And this morning, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your spirit that is moving mightily in this place. And Father, I pray this morning that uh, as we sh- as I share the word of God, God, that you be anointing upon it. It's not my words, but your words, God, that will be anointing, that will bring correction, encouragement, and Father, purpose in each and everyone's life in the name of Jesus. Everybody said? Amen. 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 This may be the very first time. You might have to put the mic up a bit for me, but <laughs> normally I'm pretty good. <laughs> we were all, all, all masked up this morning. This morning I'm going to share on spiritual growth. Those who have fasted, great. You know, it's, it's been a great week of fasting and, and praying and, and believing God. And, and most import, important of all, it was, uh, you know, getting closer to God, intimate relationship with God. I think that's the most important of all, that fasting and prayer, that, you know, things break into our, out of our lives and, and we get closer to God and God reveal his purpose for our lives. So this morning we'll, we'll share on, uh, as I said, spiritual growth. And as we know that anything that has life grows. Yeah. Is there any objection against that? <laughs> Anything that has life in it, it grows. I know, uh, know I come from a, a, you know, from a place where my dad was a, uh, was a farmer. He had uh, several acres of land where he was a, um, a, a veggie farmer back home in Fiji. And, uh, and, 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 and he, you know, as there was a season that he went through. There was a season of planting. There was a season of nurturing. Uh, and allowing the, the, the vegetable, whatever it was, it was, it was cabbage, to grow. And there was a time to harvest. And uh, looking at that, you know, that makes me think that in everything, there is a beginning and there is an end. At the beginning, there's sometimes there's rough patches because you get experience through it and how to set the right environment and the, and the right soil and all that. But it's important how we finish our race. And it, it's, uh, it, it's like uh, another example I could talk about this morning is our children. When the baby is first conceived in the womb, in the embryo form, and then grows, there's life in it. It grows and it you know, it gave, gives birth, and then it comes on the responsibility of the parents uh, to nurture that baby and look after that baby as the baby grows through, through you know, through his uh, young baby age, and uh, you could say teenage and youthfulness, and, and he grows to 18 and over, and, and, and now he becomes mature. But there's a responsibility that is on the parents on nurturing the baby. But I got, a, I got a good news for you today that as Christians, when we come to Jesus and our, our spirit is renewed, a new life comes into us, the, the, the life of Jesus that resides within us, the moment we are saved, the moment we give our life to Jesus, the responsibility of growing belongs to us. It's something that we need to nurture and embrace the moment we are saved to grow, to have our spiritual growth. Each, every one of us have that privilege, I would say. Let's get excited this morning. Let's not be under pressure this morning. Let's get excited that the privilege is we have the honor and the privilege of growing spiritually. So therefore, we can't blame anybody for not growing spiritually. Come on, give Jesus a praise. 
Jesus said, I will send you a helper, the Holy Spirit, to teach you, to comfort you, to guide you. Amen. So we as believers are not alone. We have Jesus in our life. Amen. He resides within, his spirit resides within us and is waiting for us to grow and fulfill that purpose because God is backing us all the way. We may not feel it. We may not sort of think of it, but he's always there backing us to do the best in life as Christians. So what is growing spiritually? Is to grow like Jesus Christ. Jesus came to show us the way. Amen. God became, John 1, flesh, came on earth and walked within us, among us. To become Christ-like. To become Christ-like. To become Christ-like, first you want to become like somebody. You've got to be thinking like somebody. Can I be simple this morning? You've got to be thinking like somebody. If you're going to copy somebody, you're going to act like somebody. Hello? That means we can't. Let let me keep keep going. Christ-like. I'm going too much ahead of myself this morning. So it's to mature in both knowledge of God, Christ-likeness, and in godly living ultimately. It is to grow more like Christ. I know... When, when we spend time with people, maybe you, you know, you're in a professional sort of situation or, or, or any other situation, where you spend a lot of time with people, we've got to be careful what we pick on. And to grow like Christ, we need to spend time with Jesus. Amen. I remember first time when I, when, when, I, when I came to Australia, I was uh, about 21. And I started working in, in this place. And they were all young guys like me. And you know that all the colorful languages that go in, you know, at, at workplace, those that, you know, people will talk and, and there's, there's all these different words that we you know, don't use, sort of not used to. But we've got to be careful that we don't pick the bad stuff. Because I, was go- I got caught out once. I was having a family dinner, and the four-letter word came out of my mouth, and I nearly fell off the chair myself. <laughs> because I picked something up. I didn't mean to, but I picked it up. So if we want to... Be like Jesus, we need to spend time with him. I'll go keep going further. We'll get in. So what do we look at to become like Christ? Number one is to fall in love with Jesus, loving God. Loving God. We got to fall in love with Jesus. We need to know him. I haven't met anybody so far, who fallen in love with somebody without knowing the person. If you have, need wisdom. You know what I mean. Because all the skeletons are going to come out once you really get to know the person. So, so you meet someone, you fall in love. There's attraction, maybe first love. You know, fall in love first time you've seen somebody. But there's an attraction, there's a connection. Not feet connection, I'm talking about eye connection, all right? You just be with me? All right. Yeah. All experienced people here? No, I'm sorry. They fall in love with somebody. So we need to know Jesus first. Jesus, I love you. Have you met someone? who's fallen in love with a girl or a boy with a girl or a girl with a boy and come with all the conditions. I love you, 
but I want you to do, do this, 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 this. I think you've got to think carefully before you fall in love. So when we come to Jesus, we don't come with conditions. God, if you do this, 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 you come to Jesus with an open heart, everything that we have, we lie it to him. That's when you fall in love with Jesus. Amen? You don't come with conditions. You come fully in love with Jesus. You give your all. There was a lawyer out of the Pharisees. Jesus, what is the greatest commandment of all? Jesus said to him, you shall love your Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and all, with your, all your mind. That means loving God with your entire being at all times. The greatest of all, the key is love. You know, sometimes we come from a background or, or situations we've gone through in life, and that keep hanging on our life. And we say, what about if this or if that? But when we come to Jesus, we don't come with ifs and buts and, and everything else. We put it aside and say, Jesus, I'm in love with you. I love you, Jesus. I don't know. You might never have said, I love you, Jesus. You can say it within your mask. I love you, Jesus, this morning. Let's confess it. Amen. I love you, Jesus. If you are a husband and a wife and you, your partners or, you know, you're going out with somebody and you love that person, you need to confess, I love you. Yeah. My goodness, L-O-V-E, four-letter word. What are you laughing for? That's what I mean, love. <laughs> it's a good word, isn't it? You must confess. Loving God is even when you feel he's 100 miles away Though he never is. That's what loving God is. Not God who is in need only. God, are you are he, not here, God. I don't know what's happening. Blah, 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 blah. No. Loving God is even when you feel that he's 100 miles away from you. That's the true love. When you fall in true love with somebody. You fall in love with Jesus. Even when your prayers are not answered. Bad things are happening and your circumstances remain unchanging. We says, God, I love you. I love you, Jesus. Because the love of Jesus that had been, been planted in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. When we invited him in our life. Amen. The only person, as I said, um, does not grow spiritually is us. It's our responsibility. The decision we make, whether we grow spiritually or not. Everybody has. Amen. In this we cannot say, oh, I didn't grow well. In, you know, I don't know God because my parents never went to church. That's nothing to do with that. No conditions. And God's love is unconditional. The agape love. God loves you. Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus. Because he'll never let you down. His love is not on conditions. He'll still keep loving you. Amen. You make mistakes, you repent. God, I'm sorry. Go back to him. Amen. His love will keep pouring out. That tap that flows, it never stops. It's never get locked up. It keeps flowing. Amen. The love of Jesus. Come on, let your love of Jesus never dry in your life. That's when you start running backwards. That's when you start looking for escape route. But the love of Jesus will boost your energy. The love of Jesus will keep flowing. All the dryness will be flowed by the, with the Spirit of God. His love will keep flowing. And I tell you what, when you are in love with Jesus, you can't contain it. That love will flow and touch others. How many of you know that the love of Jesus is contagious? It will touch the life of people in Jesus' name. Come on, give him a good prize. The love of Jesus is not coming to you with a four by two and hit on your head. Come on. He's... Loving God. Amen. As Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, is kind. 
It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. What can I get out of it? Come on, we live in a society. What can I, what we can I get out of it? By the way, church, I'm not finished my first point. <laughs> Keep praying. <laughs> it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. I tell you, there's power in love. You're going to keep pressing on to the call of God. You're going to keep pressing for the purpose of your family, your marriage, when the love of Jesus never dries out in your home, in your life. Keep praising God in the morning. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Your day begins with love. Jesus, I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen. No matter what you go through, Jesus is always there for you. He's there to bless us. Secondly is we need to renew our mind. Spiritual growth is when we learn to renew, keep our mind renewed. Because our mind is a battleground. That's where the devil comes to bombard us. That's where the devil comes to bombard us. Day and night, they will come to bombard you. Get up, you go to bed. It bombards your mind. You can't sleep well. The soul is in trouble. Come on. We need to keep our mind renewed. Romans 12, we all know the scripture. You know, we are transformed in the image of, of Christ by renewing our mind. Paul says, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. By renewal of your mind. Do not be conformed to this world. Come on, it's easy to conform. It's easy because when, when you step out of your house, you are in the world. Amen. Everything that do, everything that is there in the world, your workplace everywhere, everywhere you know you go, you can very easily just conform to it. Easy, everybody's doing that. I can do it too. But keeping a renewed mind is a straight line. Amen. Following Jesus, because we know that Jesus loves me. Amen. Jesus loves me. Amen. Do not be conformed, but be renewal of a mind that by testing you might discern what is. The will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, as believers, we must understand that we are spiritual beings. We are led by the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit is our helper. Amen. And and we cannot drift away into carnality where we come from. Because our thinking takes time to change. See, when we give our life to Jesus, our spirit is renewed straight away. Jesus comes to our life, his spirit, and we're born again, and the spirit is renewed, and we have a new life. But the renewal and the transformation, that takes time. And that's where the spiritual growth comes. Those who persevere, those who work on their renewing their mind. Amen. So that we do not slip into darkness. We do not slip into the things of the world. But stay on course for Jesus Christ. Amen. That's a spiritual growth. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. For the weapons of offer are not carnal. But mighty in God. Pulling down the strongholds. Casting down arguments. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity. The obedience of Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Come on. All the things that's happening. You wake up in the morning, everything's happening. But all your struggles, that's what I'm talking about, very short way. All your struggles bring it to the obedience of Christ. Simple. If Christianity was confusing, I won't be standing here today preaching. I'll be doing other things. But Christianity is so simple to follow. To follow God is so simple. Amen. Amen. Let's bring all our thoughts, all our struggles to Jesus Christ. To the obedience of Christ. What is the word of God saying? Let's start relating to the word of God. The thoughts come. 
The struggles come, conflicts come. What has God to say in this? No matter what it is, could be marriage, could be kids, could be, could be workplace, whatever it is, you can relate. The word of God, is, it's, it's a, the Bible is a straight directory to everywhere you want to go and everything you can apply in your life. Bring it obedience to Christ. What would, simple way, what would Jesus say about this? It's like Sunday school, isn't it? But we all need to practice. How does Jesus think about this situation? What would Jesus do in this situation? Amen? So bring it to the obedience of Christ. Paul says in Philippians 4, I'll just uh, read the Amplified here. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever and worthy of respect, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, think continually on these things. That means to center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Have I spoken anything about hatred, jealousy, things like that? Scripture doesn't say that, isn't it? He says, whatever things are good, whatever things builds your spirit, meditate on those things. Meditate on those things. Amen? Meditate on those things. <clears throat> so those things will bring our mind, our thought pattern into a line with God is saying. See, no matter what happens in this world, it all matters what God says. Amen? Yeah. Whatever we say to our kids, that's great. But we all know that we are, we are here for a time period. We won't be here forever. But God will be with me all the time. Amen? God will be all the time. So it matters what God says. Meditate on good things. Let's go on to thirdly is meditating on God's word. I'll read from Psalm chapter 1. Psalm gives a clear di distinction between righteousness and wickedness, right? It's, it's, a, it's a wisdom by David. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 to 6. Verse says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, even though my hair will fall. No, no, not fall, but <laughs> that's I'm adding on, okay? If you, oh, you haven't got a description. Okay, that's all right, I can say that. Planted by the rivers. That brings forth his fruits in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Amazing, isn't it? If we meditate, if we hang on to God, things may be tough, but if you hang on to Jesus, amen. Sometimes we're just about to come round the band and the breakthrough and we give up. Come on. Blessed is the man. If Bible, if the word of God says I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Doesn't matter what your neighbor says about you. Doesn't matter if your family member says something, pulls you down or whatever. Doesn't matter what, what, what other people say. If the word of God says, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. You better believe it. Amen. You've got to believe it. You've got to put it in your spirit. Amen. You've got to just let the negative things go. But it says the ungodly are not. They're not as blessed as, as the scripture goes on. You can read it, the rest of it. I'll read it for you because, yeah, okay, it's not there. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. There may be some tricks and shortcuts and this and that looks good. But is that God's way? 
if you stay righteous in the midst of your trials and tribulations. Amen. And we are tested when tough time comes, not good times. When tough time comes against us, that's when we, our real growth, spiritual growth is tested. It's like marriages. They have everything they want. Great. But real test is when they go through tough time. See how they handle each other. <laughs> the love of Jesus keep pouring out or love becomes hatred. You know what I mean? Like, you, 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 testings are there. But we stand through the testings. Amen. Amen. The righteous, you just go God's way. God, this is what you're saying. God, I'm going to lean on you. I'm not going to wave forever from you, but I'm going to lean on you. Surely you will make mistakes. Hey, nobody's perfect. Jesus is perfect. But you keep leaning on Jesus. Because you know that he is the author and finisher of your faith. That's my next yeah. point. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hebrews 4 says, 4 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful. Everybody say living and powerful. And, sh and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Wow, it's powerful. Piercing even the division of soul and spirit. How many of you know soul, spirit? Spirit is renewed. Body, soul, and spirit. Three things. Makes us, amen? Body, soul, and spirit. The spirit is renewed. The spirit communicates with the spirit of God, Holy Spirit. Amen. Our spirit. Soul makes decisions. Feelings. So it divides. What is of the spirit, what is of the God, and what is not of God. Okay. The word of God is so sharp like two edges short. Cuts the truth. The truth cuts. So we cannot waver like this. When the word of God comes in and talks to us, that's what it is. It's doing a work in our life so we are growing in God. Amen. Amen. So that we are growing in God. And the joints and marrow, you know. Wow. Division is joints and marrow. Marrow is the inside with bones. So it's, it's amazing. But it's just an example of saying how powerful the word of God is. Amen? It stops us. The word of God stops us. Taking bad thoughts into our spirit. Amen. If we meditate, keep our mind renewed. The word of God is powerful, church. Yeah. It's powerful. It's just not word. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. When we read the word of God, we say, Holy Spirit, help me to understand. Help me, Holy Spirit, to understand so God can reveal his word. Sometimes it has nothing to do what, what is you know, the word of God is there, but he's talking to my other situations at the same time. The Holy Spirit reveals to you, talks to you, gives you ideas. I can give you testimonies after testimonies. When Holy Spirit talks to you. And sometimes it's sacrifice. Whatever it is for you. The word of God, when he talks to you. You stand on it. God, this is what I want to do. God, I won't, oh, I won't waver the other side, but I will stand God. Because I know at the end of the day, it's God who matters in my life. Does God really matter in your life? Come on. The word of God matters. Because I will not. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. He's with us all the time. Amen. God's word is not only living but operative. It's action. Come on. It accomplishes in a man according to God's will. It always results in something. It's not a waste. Sometimes you don't see the results straight away. But after some time. Oh thank God. Thank God I hang on to Jesus. Thank God for his word that I embrace all my life. Today I can see the fruit of it. Some of the things, I can see the fruit of it. 
Amen? After a long time. So God's time is not our timing. We, want, we are microwave society. We want to press the button, everything works. But God works in his time. We've got to be patient. Amen? God's word does not come to us void. It operates and produces results in mankind. The word of God came so that we can live a life, a godly life. Amen? That we can operate in the word of God with faith in our heart. So that we can fulfill the purpose. Church, every one of you have got a purpose of God. You're not here just sitting because you are religious, something, and oh, I have to be here. No, no, that's not the thing. Because you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit lives within you. And if you haven't given your life to Jesus, today is the, today is the day. But God has got a purpose and a plan for you. And one day you'll think about it. Gee, I was there. I was sitting like that. Now look, look at me, what I'm doing. Because you, you, you held on to the word of God. Amen. David said, I meditate day and night. Getting there. Exercising faith. Fourth. We need to exercise our faith. James 2.26 says, James says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Amen? So James affirms here that the deeds or the actions are byproduct, byproduct of a living faith. Amen? Our actions, by living by, by living by faith. How many of you have lived by faith? We all have. You have applied faith. Maybe things are not happening. Jesus here says, you know, they're, they're talking. Jesus was, you know, in parables and in, in, in talking to his disciples in Luke chapter 17. You probably know that. And he's talking about offenses and forgiveness. You can forgive people because you live by faith. Come on. Living by faith is believing in God. You believe in God who chooses to forgive. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Right on the cross. Amen. So Jesus was talking to them. To the disciples. And Luke chapter 17. And the apostles said, Lord, Increase our faith. See, our faith, exercising faith, how does faith increase? By prayer. People, the disciples said, Lord, it is a prayer, a request. Increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith. When we pray, God, do this. God, the disciple says, God, Jesus, Lord, increase. Increase our faith. And also, exercising faith, we need to understand that the power of faith increases our faith. The power of faith, Luke 76, that the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, pull it up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. The power of the faith, you have something within you Understanding the power of faith. You have something within you, but how can you exercise faith is when you speak out. Amen. Believe in God and speak out and it shall be done. That's what Jesus is saying. If you have a faith as a mustard seed, mustard seed is one of the smallest, tiniest seeds. But if we speak to the mustard if you have a faith as a mustard seed and you say to the mulberry tree, mulberry tree has got the strongest root, one of the strongest root, very strong tree. It will move. Amen. Be pulled out of the roots and be planted in the sea. It will happen. So today, what is stopping you 
What is stopping you? The power of faith. Maybe there's situations you need to speak against. Maybe you have to command some things. Amen. Some things are blocking the way. You need to speak. When you understand about faith, hearing the word of God increases our faith. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. So we need to exercise faith. We must understand. Ask God for faith. God will give you. You ask him for wisdom. He gives you wisdom. Amen. God increase our faith. God will increase your faith. Don't stay idle. Start exercising faith. That's a spiritual growth. If you know somebody's sick, not well, you pray for them. Somebody gave you a phone call. I can't come, I can't do this, 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 and I'm not well. Pray for them over the phone. That's exercising faith. Yeah. That's a step towards you exercising your faith. Because you understand the power of faith. If we don't understand, we can't operate in faith. So understand that Jesus said, whatever you do, it will happen if you exercise. Maybe one person didn't get healed, second person didn't get healed, third will get healed. Your faith will grow. That's growing. You grow your faith. Amen? Because of the reports, good reports, that somebody been touched. Don't get discouraged if somebody, something didn't happen when you prayed for the first time. Don't get discouraged. Keep going. Because you know why? Exercising faith is your responsibility. Doing miracles is God's responsibility. Because every miracle that takes place, we give glory to Jesus. It's not about us. It's about him. So therefore, the responsibility is not mine whether it happens or not. I want, my responsibility is to fully believe and trust God and reach out and exercise that faith and we see it happen in Jesus' name. Come on, give Jesus a praise. Everybody say lastly. Turn to the person next to you and say, he's going to finish soon. <laughs> Accountability. Accountability, if you look at it, it's account, giving accounts. The word accountability comes from the word account. I don't know. If it's not, then that's my Fiji Indian English. You give account, accountability. I go to the account and give all my whatever, you know, text things. They fill it up and lodge it. We're giving account. Accountability demands humility. Because the law says we submit, we do it. Accountability. There's a lot of things, insecurity, fear of past and all those things will stop us from moving forward and be accountable so that we can grow in God. And Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Accountability is also, you can look at it as a self-sacrifice because you're putting yourself on the altar. You're putting, you know, you're putting yourself under somebody to, to you know, mighty God who's creator of heaven and earth. What's, what fear and what is stopping us? God knows about us everything anyway. We can't hide anything from God. So might as well be accountable to God everything we do. Amen. It's just the wise man lives like that, isn't it? Because we can't at the end hide from God. So be accountable. Accountability will give us spiritual blessing. Ephesians 5 you know, talks about marriage, but in verse 21 says, submitting to one another in fear of God. You know, accountability is guiding, helping somebody. It's not something that my, you know, I, I will fail and things like that, but it is really helping. Accountability is there to help one another, submitting to one another, so one another can help each other to be like Jesus. Amen. Yeah. 
I'm talking about spiritual growth here. Be like Jesus. But sometimes we close up because we think that it, things will get worse for me. But we need to deal. We can't escape things. We need to deal with things. Amen? Yeah. So spiritually, there's things that are interfering in our relationship with God. We need to be accountable. Whether we are, and if we want to go forward in God, doesn't mean you've got problems, you've got to be accountable. But when you want to go somewhere in God, the purpose of God in maturity in, in spiritually, we need to be accountable. Amen? Accountable. And uh, 1 Peter 5, 5 says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Yeah. Amen? Because accountability, as I said, is there to protect us. It's not there to destroy us. See, the, the, the worldly mind will think, no, I don't want to, because we live in a society, in a Western society, where it's my business, Mike, none of your business. It's my life. Hey, whatever I, I, I'm doing, that's my life. You're interfering in my privacy. What privacy? In the kingdom, there's no privacy. Because we're all in the eyes of God. All one. We're united together. Amen? When we have that, the devil will draw us into the closed room where he can do, undermine our mind and, 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 and isolate us from the rest of But when we come together, amen, where there's accountability, there's growth. It's protect. It's one of the means God uses to bring Moved. Accountability. It is one of the means God uses to bring about solid growth and maturity with the freedom to be what God has created us for. Solid growth. Hey, I know when the tree is healthy, it's going to bear good fruit. Amen? Yeah. A solid growth. As, how many farmers, they plant, do plantation fruit trees, and they say, oh, I'll get 10%, I'll be happy. No, they want more. Solid growth. Then they look after it, keep doing. But here as Christians, it's our responsibility yeah. to be accountable, to be submissive, to be, to be you know, to, to keep ourselves growing in God. Growth, solid maturity, and freedom to be what God has created us for. There's so much freedom. You know, one of the things, when you look at freedom, comes from the beginning when Jesus came on, the, on earth. I don't have to fight for my salvation. I don't have to prove anybody for my salvation. It's a gift of God. It's a gift of God. We live in freedom. It's only our mind that brings fear and intimidation, insecurity in our life. But Jesus came to give us the solid foundation that we not be fearful of people. The worst thing is that we think, we, we, we start making, let the devil just work in our mind what others think of us. When God thinks of you, he says, you are beautiful. You can turn the world right side up. You got power within you because I have poured the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead resides within you. You are no different than the other. You are all same. Isn't that good that all in the same level? Everybody is the same level. But those who reach out to God, those who, who submit themselves to God, accountability will grow. Amen? Yeah. Amen. You know, <laughs> what about if, if, if the trees start speaking and say, no, I don't need manure. I don't need watering. Leave me alone and let them dry. But we human beings have that. We can connect that way. We can say, God, yes, God, I am submitting to you. God, no matter what happens, I'm submitting to you. 
uh, disciple-making pastor in a book written by Bill Hull, writes about the need of accountability in the disciple-making process. He says, to believe you can make disciples or develop true maturity in others without some form of accountability is like believing that you can raise children without discipline. Can I read that? He says, to believe you can make disciples or develop true maturity in others without some form of accountability it's like you believing that you can raise children without discipline. That you can run a, if you are a businessman, you'll understand what I'm saying. To run a company without rules, we cannot. And to lead an army without authority, might everybody will die. There got to be a captain. There got to be someone heading the army. Accountability is to the great commission. What is our great commission? To save the world. Amen. Yeah. Preach the gospel. Is <laughs> Accountability is to the great commission what tracks are to a train. If we don't have tracks, the trains won't be running. So for us to running and fulfill the purpose, to get to the destiny. Amen? Yeah. We must. Accountability, we must... He must increase in our life, as John the Baptist said, and we must decrease. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. We must decrease. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me. And whoever would save his life will lose it. We're too busy trying to save our life. If this, what that. Now we need to take doubt and fear out and start walking by faith. Yeah. Amen. I choose to walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. Yeah. I was trying to think that song which we used to sing, but I don't know. Yeah. In my younger days. No, I mean, I'm still young. young <laughs> yeah, Chris agrees with me. If anyone would come after me. To... But whoever loses his life for my sake, will save it. What is important to us today, church? What is important for us today? Let's go back. Number one, we need to continuously love Jesus, fall in love with Jesus. Sometimes falling in love with somebody is a big risk, but with Jesus there's no risk. He's taking the risk for us. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Fall in love with Jesus. Now, young people, don't say you can't fall in love because there is no, no. Because you have, risk is faith, all right? Stepping, fall in love with somebody, the right person, all right? <laughs> Loving God. Secondly, renewing our mind. You can play guitar, bro. Yeah, yeah. Renewing, renewing our mind. Keep our minds renewed. Because our minds are battleground. All right? If you lose the battle there, you're in trouble. Because your soul will be in trouble. You'll start going like this, ship without the rudder. This talks about tongue, but I'm talking about this. All right? Your soul going like this. Meditate on the Word of God. The Word of God is powerful, church. We will be here preaching. One day we won't be here probably. But the Word of God lives on. Keep bearing fruit, the Word of God. Exercise your faith. Don't think you are not good enough. Don't think that you haven't read all the Bible. Don't think somebody said you are hopeless. You got no power. You are lighter than a grasshopper. Don't listen to what devil is saying. Listen to what God is saying. Amen. He's backing you all the way. God is backing you all the way. Exercise your faith and be accountable to God. He says, God, I give you my life. God, I'll be accountable to you. When we're accountable to God, it's no problem accountable to others because, because you know that you are walking in a high authority with God and you have no problem submitting. It's a spiritual thing. Amen. Humbleness is a spiritual thing. Says, God, I thank you.
Come on, give Jesus a praise this morning. This morning, let's all stand up on our feet. Father, we thank you. This morning, you believe God is speaking to you. You can raise your hand. You don't have to. Thank you, Jesus. Right. There's many of you here. Church, one thing we can do this morning, we can join together in faith. Amen. Join together in faith, wherever you are. But everybody else, join together in faith. I can see about both hands up like, let's join together in faith. Father, I thank you that a new day has come. Father, that we commit to you in the name of Jesus. Father, that no barriers will stop us from growing in you in the name of Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will empower each and everyone here today in the name of Jesus. And Father, your anointing will be released upon your people this morning, upon your church. Father, to see greater works and the greater things come in the name of Jesus. Father, we release your anointing this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. And Father, I cover each and everyone here today with the precious blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Come on, give Jesus a praise.